Chris Baker is here to talk about his new movie, The Estate, and give us his spin on our LGBTQ issues. Hi, Chris. Hi. No, I'm always excited to talk about this movie and talk with fellow film lovers, and I'm just really thankful to be here. So thank you for having me. Tell us about The Estate. It is a feature film that is a dark comedic thriller about a rich family uh, who is trying to kill each other so that they can get their inheritance. And uh, this son and his stepmom, who's only about five years older than him, <laughs> meet this very hot hitman who seduces them both and tells them that he can give them what they want by killing his father. So hilarity ensues. <laughs> what was your inspiration for writing it? Well, I remember throughout the 90s and uh, early 2000s, I remember these really fun movies like Wild Things and Cruel Intentions and Jawbreaker, and the films of John Waters, and more recently Gone Girl. These films about real people doing despicable things. And the camp value that I saw as a, as a gay filmmaker was always so apparent to me in those films. And when my director and producer came to me and we had worked on a bunch of projects before and we were finally ready to make our first film together, they told me to write the movie that I would want to see. And when I looked at the landscape and sort of what was in the ether, I felt like this story could be really prescient because as we become a more secular society and just the more that America moved away from anything to do with religion or community or um, there's politics, but I didn't want to touch that. I thought that the thing that people respect, no matter what race or socioeconomic class you are or what gender identity or uh, sexual identity you have, everyone seems to worship money. And I think that these characters are sort of a heightened emblem of that. And if a, you know, really handsome guy just walked into your life and said, I can give you all the money in the world, I don't know, I think a lot of people might consider it. And that's what this movie explores. What do you hope to accomplish with this film? I was auditioning uh, a lot over the years. When you are an out actor uh, like me, you automatically get relegated to gay roles that are available. And reading the scripts and reading the characters that were mostly uh, side characters and you know people who just make uh, quips or who are clearly there because there was a network note or something that a show had to have a gay character. <laughs> and I, I felt like there was a real lack of gay stories in feature films that were not about the closet or not about being a victim. And I really wanted to play with that. I wanted to explore a range of stories, but particularly a story about a character who is gay, but the story is not about him being gay. So he's a classic anti-hero, and the film is structured and designed to bring you on a journey of this character's descent into hell. And uh, I just, I loved every minute of it. That was definitely the goal going in. What would you like to accomplish with your work? I would like to create a body of work. You know, this is my first film as writer and star, and I think that the people that I respect most are people who are incredibly prolific, you know, through their 30s and 40s and 50s and even their 60s and even their 70s. 
I think in the 80s, it's a smaller club. I can only think of like Clint Eastwood right now. <laughs> but I think that there are filmmakers, actors, writers, uh, directors who build a body of work that sort of documents uh, and feels unto itself. And my writing and my performances as an actor, I would want uh, to grow and also just build more narratives for LGBTQ people because our community, because of sort of the global scale of films today, we're really lacking in that area. So films are definitely my focus. I, I love television and, and all sorts of shorter form content, but movies just have this giant blind spot for stories around gay characters, and I, and I, I really do want to diversify that. What would you like to see happen for our LGBTQ community in the uh, Biden-Harris administration? Well, the Equality Act is really important to me. I also think that, in general, they have to make sure that people like us are protected in different parts of the country that are not coastal cities or large cities. I think in this country, it's still the plot line for, for most real people that if you are living in a small town and you're gay, you have to leave and go to the big city to find your life, to find your community. I would definitely like to see more executive orders or things that kind of make it known and have uh, our community embraced in every corner of the country and not just where uh, a lot of us have found safety and peace. With LGBTQ teens already four times more likely to attempt suicide than their heterosexual peers after facing bullying incidents, what advice would you have for these kids, especially during these difficult and challenging times? I just can't imagine what it must be like right now for kids, no matter what their sexuality is or, or what their gender identity is, who are living through COVID. You know, I think that it must be so hard already. And if you're having loneliness and, you know, bullies are terrible in person, but they can be even more awful online when they're not in front of you. And I think what I learned when I was bullied in school, I often avoided physical abuse, but um, uh, those scars that don't heal sometimes with words and pranks and stuff, those last a lot longer for some people, and that was certainly true for me. The advice that I would give is just stay the course, and I think focus on interests that mean something to you. The thing about our community that I've noticed is that the more oppressed we have been, the smarter we turn out to be or the, the more talented we turn out to be. And so I would use, if you are being bullied, this opportunity to kind of take that opportunity <laughs> uh, to learn a new skill or if there are something that you're interested in to embrace those so much. Because if you're grateful for what you have in terms of what your own personal gifts are, it is easier to, to let things slide off your back because I think interests like that are certainly what helped me. Movies are what helped me through that time. How can people get information about the estate? Well, the film is available on Hulu. Uh, it's also available for rent or purchase on Apple, Amazon, YouTube, and Vudu. I believe wherever. If you have a credit card and an internet connection, you can look up and find this film. The film co-stars uh, Eliza Coop. Eric Roberts, Heather Matarazzo, Alexandra Billings, Greg Finley, uh, Riff Hutton, 
and Ezra Buzzington and Kyle Rizzardi. And all of those actors have been amazing at posting about the film and sharing it. So uh, you can, you know, read about it and watch it uh, really, really easily, thankfully. <laughs> what other projects are you working on? I am currently working on a romantic comedy that uh, I hope will go into production this summer or fall. Um, with COVID, everything has just slowed down so much, but uh, that's what the goal is. And I'm working on another project that, uh, unfortunately, I am not allowed to talk about yet. Uh, but I will definitely call you back <laughs> when I'm allowed to talk about it more. Do you have a favorite quote or mantra to get you through these difficult times? I do. My dad taught me this when I was really young, and I was a... Uh, you know, just trying to be a good student and go to school. And uh, school was, you know, it was not great for me. And I'll never forget my dad sat me down. And uh, I was very lucky to have such a supportive family. He said, don't let the bastards get you down. And it's a Latin saying, so I, I don't know what bastards is in, in Latin. I think, you know, there are people who will always try to tear you down. And it is so important that if you're passionate about something, and if you know your worth, you know your potential, just don't let anyone, anyone's opinion hold you back. I feel like, you know, I didn't come out until after college, and I found that this industry and uh, the people that I had around me, I didn't know that I could accomplish my goals because I thought that being gay was immediately shutting me out from being in front of the camera. And it's just what I picked up from, you know, what I loved about pop culture. I just didn't see people that were like me, you know, in this industry. So I think when I finally stopped caring what other people thought is that's when I really became an artist. And that's what I, I hope for other people. 